0: Am I on, Matt? So, my name is Jim. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> I'm one of the elders here, which means I need to put on my glasses so I can read. I don't have it upside down this time. Um, so I want to continue to speak on the series "Everything on His Table" that Leah introduced a couple of weeks ago. Things seems like a month ago. Um, yeah, his 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 table, as she said, his table was where we can be filled, renewed, restored by Him. Um, but sometimes you like to hide things underneath the table and keep things to ourselves so this is really about lordship Um, what haven't you allowed the lord to rule in your life Uh, leah talked about putting expectations on the table that was her main message uh, and that was really good because uh, during that message i realized that i was limiting what i expected the lord to do (laughs) instead of letting him have free reign Uh, He's capable of so much, right? Uh, Well, today I want to share what I believe the Holy Spirit has shown me personally, things that need to be on his table. Um, I want to predicate this message that this is for Christians. This is for people who have a personal relationship uh, with Christ Jesus. And if you're not there yet, uh, think about putting yourself on the table figuratively not don't climb that table. It won't it would not be a good thing. <coughs> it was made specifically for a purpose. <laughs> you can put lots of bottles of wine and bread loaves on there but no people. No bodies. Not even Charlie. Um So how does giving God everything, everything, impact us personally in our walk with the Lord? And to help us kind of explore that, I would like to look at Mark chapter 10, uh, which is about, part of which is about the rich young ruler. And the reason I chose that is because really we are rich when you compare our standard of living to the rest of the world. We could be considered rich. And (coughs) we want to rule over everything. Um, And we have a lot of everything. If you think about what you possess, uh, even the uh, relationships you have, we really do have a lot. The Lord has blessed us tremendously. Um, So we're like a rich, young, well, maybe not young for some of us, Anyway, and we have a lot of everything. So, um, quick prayer. Father God, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, come help us to become more like Jesus and allow your Lordship over our daily walk. Open our ears to hear what you would have us hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm gonna start at, uh, I think there's slides, is there slides? Hey, there's a slide. We'll start with 17. Uh, now as he, Jesus, was going on the road, out on the road, the man came running, knelt down before Jesus and asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So this guy, right away he wants to earn his way to heaven right he thinks that's what you got to do you got to earn it and every human kind of starts out that way um, if they don't understand the gift that jesus has given us and we can't earn our way to heaven verse 18 so jesus said to him why do you call me good no one is good but the one that is god again i think this guy is he's a politician So he's trying to flatter Jesus into getting what he wants. Um, We kind of do that sometimes. We're pretty good at flattering people and trying to get what we want out of them. But Jesus calls him on it here, and that's probably a whole different sermon about what's good. Um, Verse 19 You know the commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. Now here I think it's interesting that Jesus quotes Commandments 5 through 10, which are all about relationships on, on this earth. And he doesn't go into the first four commandments, which is about relationship with the Lord. <coughs> I think it's pretty interesting. Verse 20, And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept for my youth. Then Jim Kurtz looked at him and rolled his eyes. No, I guess not in there. Uh, then Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and I love to stop right there. Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Um, in spite of his all his trying to ma- manipulate the situation and and earn his way to heaven, Jesus loved him. So you can be pretty sure that what he says next is out of love. And what does Jesus say next? He says, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and have your bank wire the money to my account. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. He says, sell what you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was, verse 22, he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Now, a couple of thoughts I have at this point. This guy, he got up and walked away. And if I was one of his disciples standing there at the time, I would have thought to myself, wow, Jesus blew it. He did not close the deal. I mean, we could have been eating steak tonight. The thing is that Jesus didn't tell him he wanted his riches. Any uh, any uh, evangelists that I know of would say, yeah, you know, I'll make you a partner in my ministry. Just, you know, give the money to me. No, he didn't want anything. Jesus didn't want anything to do with this man's riches. He wanted to give it to the poor. Why? Because Jesus wanted his soul not his stuff, right? What do I possess that Jesus would ask for me to give away? To give up, to put on the table? Um, I just want to stop for like 60 seconds. I, I can do 60 seconds. I know Josh can't. He always stops at about 48 seconds. <laughs> <coughs> but I want to have 60 seconds of silence here um, <laughs> to allow the Holy Spirit to to maybe... Identify something in our hearts, something that we possess that we, we need to uh, be aware of. And so, Father, we pause at this time to allow your spirit to reveal areas of our lives that need to be put on your table. So come, Holy Spirit. Hopefully something popped into your head. I urge you to write it down. Make sure you don't lose it. If if the Lord can give give us so much in sixty seconds, imagine what he would give us if we actually dedicated real time to listen. So I'll move on. Verse 23. Then Jesus looked around at his disciples. How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished with his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. Verse 25, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. What are we trusting in? How much confidence do we put in our checkbook, in our bank account, in our retirement account? What is it that gives us our security? What are we trusting in? Verse 26, they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, who can be saved? Who, who then can be saved? And Jesus says, nobody. Because with men, it's, it's impossible. But with, with God, all things are possible. No, no one can do it. Uh, this word is pretty simple, pretty straightforward, and very hard. You can't do this on your own. You need Jesus, you need this Holy Spirit. Peter, God love him, he, he jumps up and he says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we've left everything to follow you. And Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands and persecutions here's that fine print again in the age to come eternal life so you you know you all are my sisters and brothers and mothers and fathers and i know that i can come to any one of you with a need for prayer, a need physically that you will be a brother a sister, a mother, a father to me so this kind of goes back to our trust in the expectations of God that Leah talked about two weeks ago Um, Leah asked me if I would share with you something about my walk with the Lord and I will in the spring of 2012 i went through story formed life myself uh i kind of like what andrew said Um, you can only get so far in in your walk of faith if you restrict yourselves to just a couple of times a week going through Storyform life made me realize that that I, I'm a weak Christian but I want to be a disciple and that has kind of a whole different connotation and so Storyform life came along and I, and I saw it as a chance that it, it was it was a discipleship class it was learn how to be a disciple and so I jumped at it um, then we got to session, session 7 which is the confession session and (laughs) that's the session where you learn that Jesus was resurrected and that changes things you have to address you got to come to that fork in the road and say was he resurrected or wasn't he resurrected and the implications of his resurrection are just huge I got down on my knees in that session and I surrendered um, to the Lord I confessed that Jesus was Lord Lord and I declared I was putting all my chips in the whole stack onto the table Uh, if only I knew what that meant at the time. <laughs> but from that time, the Holy Spirit started to work on me and showed me areas of my life that I eventually would surrender to Him. Um, but He also showed me that there's a promise, there's a blessing that comes along with each of those. E- each thing you put on the table gets exchanged something better so uh, on the way to work one day I was in prayer driving down the interstate at 70 miles an hour because that was before I stopped before I gave up my driving to the Lord (coughs) and um, praying at the same time and I received words um, about surrender and blessings and and it was just coming at me fast, and i I got to the parking lot and I stopped the car and immediately wrote down what I had heard and I'm going to read that to you, but as I do remember it was it was for me in two thousand twelve and it's not necessarily for you, but I think if you if you hear it, maybe there's some commonality there some lesson some inkling of what the Lord may have for you so here we go what I wrote Jesus is Lord have I surrendered completely just what is surrender a soldier surrenders by laying down his weapons getting on his knees and putting his hands in the air and then waits for instructions. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks. Wait Wait for his instructions. He won't leave you sitting there, standing there, kneeling there before long. He will start to guide you of what's required. I wrote, surrender your thoughts and he will fill your mind with songs of praise and he did surrender your heart and he will soften it and he did surrender your soul and he will hold on to you just gave me that assurance that he won't let me go that no one can pluck me out of his hand surrender your will and he will give you peace. Now that's hard. That's reoccurring. (laughs) This is a goal. (laughs) Surrender your body and he will heal it. Surrender your family and he will bless them. Surrender your wife and she'll be filled with love. And he did that. Maybe she was always filled with love but I finally got to see it. <laughs> Surrender your kids and they will return. Surrender your relationships and be blessed with friends. All the friends I thought I had before I, I knew the Lord. <laughs> Some friends. But I've got so many friends now, it's, it's wonderful. Surrender your hobbies and he will give you purpose. Hobbies aren't necessarily wrong. There's nothing inherently wrong with hobbies. But do we idolize our hobby instead of the Lord? Give it to him. Put it on the table. He will give you purpose. Surrender your entertainment and he will guard your mind. What music do you listen to? What movies do you watch? What do you read? Surrender your work and you will become a blessing to your boss. That was interesting because I wasn't sure I wanted to be a blessing to my boss. (laughs) Surrender your driving habits and he will give you serenity. And by golly, that is so true for me. But again, this is a daily surrender (laughs) depending on the circumstances. Even this morning, you know, some people around here have no experience with ice and snow, so they're crawling along, you know, and it's like, if you're that afraid, why are you on the road? (coughs) Surrender your driving habits. He will give you serenity. It's nice to be able to pass a cop and smile, (laughs) you know, it really is. I I used to arrive at, before this, I used to arrive at work just all irritated and upset. (coughs) Afterwards, I was (laughs) happy. The the drive didn't put me in a bad mood. Surrender your meals and he will remove the curse. And I, I won't go into what the curse was. Surrender your fight and he will fight for you surrender your money and he will show you abundance and it may not be money abundance but it will be abundance surrender your time and he will work through you trade your rags for God's glory now there's been plenty more added to this list since 2012 That's for me to know and Josh to find out. So uh, how can you apply this to your walk? Uh, Maybe you don't do what I just did and share it with the whole church. (laughs) Because, you know, people do talk. (laughs) Um, Funny story, there were three pastors who played golf together a lot, every week for years, got to know each other quite well. And one day, one of the pastors said, I need your prayers because I have an old compulsion for drink that I always have to control and I just haven't found victory over it. And the second pastor said, we'll pray for you, but I also need prayer because I have a strong desire to gamble and I have to control it and I just, I just wish it would go away. The third pastor was silent. Finally, they asked him, is there anything that we can pray for you? And he hemmed and hawed, and finally he said, well, I'm an obsessive gossip, and I can't wait to get out of here. (laughs) So be careful who you uh, partner up with when you start working through your stuff. Uh Jessica, you want to come up and start playing? I'm trying to hold this to the 30 minute rule. Yeah. I can comply with that. <coughs> so, just to remind ourselves the gospel because we need to be reminded a lot. Our Lord Jesus, son of God, became a human and he lived among us. He brought the kingdom of God to this earth and he laid down his life to pay our debt to God the Father. His sacrifice was accepted by the Father and we know this because Jesus was resurrected on the third day. Jesus then spent the next 40 days preparing his apostles to build this church. After ascending into heaven, he sent his Holy Spirit to guide us and comfort us to give us strength and change us from the inside out to become more like him. This work by the Holy Spirit is ongoing and it's a guarantee of our salvation. And his presence is deeply felt by this church family. You can see it in praise and worship that the Holy Spirit is is with us and filling us. If you feel tugged, if you'll feel a tugging of the Holy Spirit at your heart, come to the table. If you have a need, come to the table. If you have some sorrow, come to the table. If you want prayer, come to the table. We'll meet you there for prayer. (laughs) Father, you're an awesome God. Your name is above all names. May your will be done here now. May your kingdom come into our hearts, our lives, our homes, our jobs, our families. Holy Spirit, show us how we can honor Christ Jesus, who has been given all authority in heaven and earth because he earned it. Amen. And church, you're blessed to go. This is the end of my sermon. If you want if you want prayer, come on up. We'll be glad to pray with you.